You're listening to Mind Over Motherhood. Welcome to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast, your new favorite show for all things mindset, motherhood, and mental health. I'm your host, Dr. Curly Crew, a mom of twin girls, modern day nomad, and MD psychotherapist specializing in women's mental health. I believe that life is full of challenges that can hold you back from being the best version of yourself and living your most incredible life. Your mind shouldn't be one of those things. So listen in each week as I share practical tips and expert strategies to help you manage your mindset, improve your mental health, and be the woman and mother you've always known you could be. So grab a cup of something delicious and let's dive in. Welcome back again to Mind Over Motherhood. So in this episode, I'm going to continue my discussion of mood medications. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I talked about seven signs that maybe you want to consider medications for your mood disorder. If you struggle with anxiety and depression, it's possible that you've already been mulling this decision around in your head and you're wondering, how do I know if I'm someone who needs meds? How do I know if medications are going to work for me, et cetera, et cetera. So if you have those questions and you're curious as to my thoughts, be sure to hop back to last week's episode and have a little listen to that. In this week's episode, I'm going to dive into some of the most common misconceptions and myths that I see in women who are coming to me to talk about mood medications. And this is really important because I think there's a ton of stigma around mental health already. There's also a lot of opinions that people have about medications. There's kind of a lot of understandings about medications that I'm not sure are entirely accurate. And I just wanted to provide a few episodes to just demystify meds. Okay. Because as a physician, medications are obviously not scary to me. And as a patient, I was on them. And so I'm very comfortable talking about them and talking about what they're good for, what they're not good for. And so I just thought I would share some of that insight with you to help clarify medications and the roles of medications in mood disorder. I think, in fact, that medications can be actually one of the biggest reasons why some women won't go see their doctor when they're struggling with their mood because they are afraid that their doctor will just pop them on meds right away. And now, if this has been your experience, girl, I know that is exactly why Unoya Medical exists, which is my virtual mental health clinic for women, is because I believe that how we approach mental illness should be completely revolutionized. And so in my clinic, We spend an excessive, almost excessive amount of time. We, our first consults are an hour long so that we can actually really get a full picture of what's happening before we just recommend popping you on meds. And now I'm never saying these things to criticize my fellow brothers and sisters in family medicine or even psychiatry or medicine at all for starting people on mood medications. I know the reality of the system that we are in is that we just don't often have the time to spend to really do very thorough mental health care, hence why my clinic exists. So I just don't want medications and the fear of medications to be a reason why women don't go see their doctors, right? So if I can, in this episode, dispel some of the most common myths that scare women away from medications, even if they're kind of thinking they want to try them, but they're scared, right? Because they have some of these different misconceptions about them, then that's huge for me. 
I am all about giving you the information that you need, the true, correct information about mental illness, mental health, medications, and all the things so that you can truly feel empowered to make the best decision for yourself. This is how we will revolutionize mental health care when we stop telling patients what they should do start and instead start sharing with them a buffet of options that they can choose depending on how they feel and their personal values and their goals and symptoms. So end rant and soapbox there. Let's dive into some myths that I see a lot with patients who come in to talk to me about mood medications. Now, I often see one of three approaches to medications in the office. One is the belief that no, thank you, not interested. Medications are a failure if you need them. So that's one kind of category of patient I see. There's a moderate kind of patient I see who is kind of like, yeah, if you think they're a good idea, I'm willing to try them. I'm not against them. I, you know, I really think that they could be valuable and I'm game to try them. And then there's a far other moderate, other severe end of the spectrum, which is the belief that if I take a medication, it will fix this problem completely. And now both ends of those spectrums, like the very severe ends, neither of them are truthfully accurate. But in this particular episode, I want to talk to you about the belief that medications will fix everything. Okay. I want to share a little bit of an analogy that I learned from one of my mentors when I was in training. And I often use this to describe the role of mood medications when we're treating mental illness. So imagine that you are on a boat in the middle of the sea. Okay. We are all on our own boats and the sea is life. And sometimes the sea is very calm and life is easy and we are just suntanning on the decks of our individual boats and it's all good, okay? Sometimes life gets very rocky and the sea gets very choppy. And now all of a sudden we are death gripping onto the sides of our boat trying not to fall off, right? And some of you may be feeling like that. Some of you may have been feeling like that for the last year with the pandemic. Or perhaps life has gotten so chaotic and so disrupted and the sea is so choppy that you're actually thrown right off your boat into the sea, into the water. Okay. And when you're in the water, you are doing everything you can to keep your head up, right? You're swimming as hard as you can. You're trying all sorts of things and you are just trying to keep your head up and the waves keep crashing. Okay. So why am I telling you this? So basically the way I visualize or conceptualize medications in mood disorder is that basically it's like me, your trusty fellow, you know, local mental health professional on the deck of your boat. And we just throw you out a life ring in the sea. And what does a life ring do when you're in the water? It keeps your head up. It holds you up. Okay. Does a life ring, you know, if you don't have somebody pulling you back in the life ring itself does not bring you back to your boat. Right. And so you need things other than just a life ring to be able to get back to your boat. You need to learn how to swim. You need to learn how to swim more effectively. You might need, you know, to take a little break, take a little rest because you've been working really hard. So you might need to take a few other things or use some different types of skills to actually get back on the boat. And then when you get back on the boat, you want to have those skills to keep you firmer on the boat next time so that you're thrown off less easily. Okay. So the medication in this analogy are the life ring. So they hold you up, but they don't bring you back to the boat. And this is one of the most common 
kind of misconceptions I see in that, that one group that is just, you know, I, I think that my meds will fix everything. And so they come in, they're not really interested in doing any kind of extra work. They might not want to do therapy. They might not feel comfortable going into dark places, which is completely understandable. And they are just hoping that a med will fix everything. And this is unfortunately a huge misconception because although medications can be very helpful, absolutely. I will never say they are not helpful. They can absolutely be helpful, but they probably won't fix everything that's causing your mood disorder. Okay. Usually there's some changes in your life, maybe that you have to make perhaps, or perhaps you need to get some physical illnesses under control a little bit better, right? Maybe you have chronic illnesses and you need to get those under control or whatever it is, but taking a mood medication won't fix everything. Right. I say this to patients often in my clients, in my practice, I'm like, you know, your life is super chaotic right now. Me putting you on a medication doesn't take away your crappy job, your crappy relationship, whatever, whatever, that's actually contributing to your crappy mental health. True enough, right? So where I also see this coming in is that people will instantly want to adjust their medication, increase their medication, add on a medication, change their medication as soon as they start feeling less well again. So if you start a medication and then all of a sudden in like six months, you're like, oh, it doesn't seem to be working as well. Most people with this belief that medications have more power than they do will think instantly, I just need to change my meds again. And they won't really take the time to examine all the other areas in their life that might be contributing to their mental health. Another common myth about medications is that they will change your personality. So many women will avoid taking meds after we've had a long discussion about it. They will avoid taking meds because they're really scared that they'll become someone different. And now I totally understand this. If you've never taken meds, you're like, oh God, what is it going to do to me? Is it going to make me like somebody totally different? This is not going to happen. Okay. Um, most often what I hear from women and what was my experience when, when they start medications is just that they are still themselves. It's just that all of a sudden their brain is not as loud, right? And things don't bother them as much. The most common thing I hear is that I get less upset about things. Like I overreact less than I used to. When your anxiety is really high or you're very depressed, you tend to be very labile, which means you're very up and you're very down and you react very aggressively to lots of things. Maybe you're more irritable, you're more um, short-tempered, you get angry really fast and really powerfully. And what a lot of people tell me is that they just feel like those things get much better. They don't ever come back and tell me all of a sudden I don't love my husband or all of a sudden I have all these different things in my personality. Your personality will not change. You will just have less of the crappy symptoms that you're dealing with that are help, that are making you feel less than well. The third common myth that I hear from patients is they're a, they have a fear of being dependent or becoming dependent on their mood medications. Now I want to qualify this because of course, depending on the type of medication you're on, some of them do have a risk of dependence. So things like benzodiazepines like Ativan or lorazepam, clonazepam, sedatives such as azopiclone or um, Seroquel, those sorts of things potentially do have more risk of dependence. And in fact, 
obviously the benzodiazepines definitely have a huge risk of abuse and dependence, but most of the time when I'm talking to women about mood medications, I'm not talking about these classes. And so the class of medications, I spoke about this a little bit and I should have qualified this earlier in the episode, but the class of medications that I'm usually talking about when I talk about mood medications is the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the SSRIs, or the SNRIs or NDRIs. So these are all classes of medications that are taken on a daily basis to lower your symptoms of your mood disorder rather than taken on an as-needed basis. So the medications that you more often take on an as-needed basis, so in a panic attack, say taking an Ativan, that definitely has a higher risk of dependence and abuse. Okay. But a medication like sertraline or fluoxetine, which also go by Zoloft and Prozac respectively, these do not actually have dependency associated with them or abuse associated with them. Also, what I think about it is, or how I think about it is that if you have an illness and we treat it with a medication and then we do a bunch of other things that also treat that illness, right? So this is where therapy comes in. This is where good self-care exercise, if you can, and all of those things come in. If we use all of those other strategies to treat your mood disorder, then, and it's in a good place when you decide to taper off of your mood medication, it most likely will not cause a rebound of your symptoms. It's not like all of a sudden your mood med- your mood disorder gets way, way worse when you come off of your medication. In fact, my experience with a lot of my patients is that we get them feeling very, very well on their whole therapy and treatment program with medications and a variety of other strategies. And once they're very well, we can then wean them down off of their medication quite easily and successfully. So the belief that you'll have to go on a medication and you'll become dependent on it and never be able to come off of it is definitely a myth or a big misconception. So the truth is, and this actually leads me to the fourth and final myth that I'm going to cover in this episode, is that you'll have to stay on your meds forever, right? Like it's a lifelong sentence if you get depressed or anxious and now you have to be on your meds forever. The truth is, which most people don't realize because of course they don't have the experience I have, is that most people I would say go on their medications for anywhere from six to 12 months usually, okay? Like a majority of the women I deal with. Now, of course, there are other women who go on their medications for a shorter length of time. And there's a whole bunch of women also that stay on their medication for ever if they want to, right? The point is not that this is a decided thing for you. I just want you to know that you're empowered to make these decisions for yourself, right? So if you're ever working with a provider that says like, no, you basically have to go on this forever, depending on your situation, it might be worthwhile finding a new provider just to see if there is an option that you can ever come and taper off a medication. But truthfully, I believe that either it's chain, if it's changing, adding, increasing, decreasing, tapering off, augmenting, these are all decisions you should be absolutely involved in making. Nobody should ever be prescribing something to you and then dictating to you how, you know, it's supposed to go without a lot of discussion and input on your side. 
Okay. So that's kind of the fourth myth is that you have to stay on these meds forever, right? You usually don't, you absolutely don't. If, you know, of course this is situational, but if you're having just like generalized anxiety disorder and depression and you can get it under control, then there's really no reason why you'd have to stay on your mood medication forever, unless that's something that your situation depends on. And so it's really hard to talk about this, like from a blanket perspective, because everyone's situation is obviously incredibly unique, but if it's something that you have thought about that, Oh, I could try medications, but does that mean I have to go on them forever? I just want you to know that. No, that's not the case. Okay. That it would definitely be something that would be discussed between you and your provider. Okay. So I've just reviewed four myths about mood medications when it comes to anxiety and depression treatment. Obviously this podcast episode, again, is not intended to replace a comprehensive one-on-one personalized mental health assessment with a medical professional or a mental health therapist. Absolutely. This episode should not be the sole source of advice that you use to decide whether mood medications are for you. And if you're listening to this and wondering if medications are an option for you, I would highly encourage you to reach out to a local mental health professional or even get in touch with us in Unoya Medical if you'd like to talk to one of the doctors in my team to see if meds are a good idea for you. As I stated earlier, when I talk about mood medications, I am speaking generally, right? I am not specifically speaking about one particular medication. I'm typically talking about a variety of different categories of medications. And so this is intended to be very broad um, advice and, of course, never intended to replace true medical advice. This is simply informational and purely to educate you around the things that I see when it comes to mood medications and some of those myths that might be holding you back from considering a treatment option that might be very helpful for you. If you want to learn more about the signs that medication might be a good choice for you to consider, you can listen to last week's episode. And I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you have questions or more concerns or comments about this episode, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram at Carly Crew or at Unoya Medical and or send me an email at hello at unoyamedical.ca. Don't forget my brand new book, You Are Not Your Anxiety, How to Stop Being an Anxious, People-Pleasing Mess is currently available on pre-sale and it would do just be so amazing if you could go on over and buy one copy for yourself or a couple of copies for your friends and join us on Facebook around June 1st for the live book launch for the Amazon launch of that book. Super excited for that. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love it if you could take a screenshot of this episode as you're listening, tag me and share it on social media so that more women can learn all about how to improve their mental health. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Mind Over Motherhood. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could take a screenshot, tag me and share it on your socials so I know that you're listening. If you have questions or concerns about anything I discussed in this episode or have ideas for new episodes, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Catch you next time. You're listening to Mind Over Motherhood.